Hello, welcome to episode 17 of Stick to Sports. We are back from uh, a one-week vacation. It was actually my vacation. Uh, and Ryan, I'd like to let you know straight away that while I was on vacation, mm-hmm. I ate a Cajun filet biscuit from Bojangles. Sounds pretty good, from what I understand. That is part of <laughs> part of what made my fast food draft team a juggernaut and what made you the loser to end all losers yeah are, are we gonna like lord this over me for the mm-hmm. rest of my entire life until you die great and okay. even after then i don't i don't think that's unfair i just wanted to make sure even after you die yeah i'm that's gonna joke fine. with you about this when we're both in heaven hmm do you think you're gonna outlive me um probably not no i don't think so either I assume that you have like a few hundred and ten year old people in your family. Is that right? Um, I had a great grandmother who lived to be a hundred and two, um, but all my other like grandparents lived to be, like, died when I was quite young. So yeah, except for one, one died maybe three or four years ago. On and on that, like utterly. Hey, wait, charming. let's okay. This is this is a very special episode where we're just going to talk about our grandparents' deaths the entire time. Okay, we're I'll just... start. Okay. Last Christmas, uh, I I distinctly remember when my when my uh, paternal grandfather died. But we're not actually going to talk about the death of our grandfather. I understand, <laughs> but just insight into me as a human being. When my paternal grandfather died, my parents were like, when you go, when we get to your grandmother's house, you have to say, you know, I'm sorry. And I was like, I don't understand what I did wrong here. So death just doesn't, just didn't register with you nope. as a concept. No, like I, it was more of a, grief, well, I grief. didn't kill him. You didn't understand. Kind of a, yeah, I definitely didn't don't, understand. Don't relate grief. to grief or, yeah, we can just add that to the list of human emotions that you don't really tap into. Yeah, that and that I think is fair. Grief's the top of the list. <laughs> and I'm Ryan Lambert from Yahoo Sports. I'm Sean Dottilly from Sporting News. Oh yeah, you didn't say that said part. That. Um, Doesn't matter. No. Yeah, I also was on vacation last week. Uh, toward the end of the week, though. I, I, I could have recorded last week, but certain somebody was in the wind. Yeah, I had no I had no interest in interacting with anybody last week. Sure. Where'd you go, buddy? I went to Chicago for the weekend and which you know, wasn't I wasn't completely unplugged for that. And then I just went to the beach in Virginia with uh with my family. And that's when I turned off my phone for huge stretches of time and just didn't didn't pay any attention to anything. And it was great. Mm. While you were in Chicago, did you visit the Field Museum to see their like 89% complete Tyrannosaurus Sue. Yep. How yep. is that? How is that? It's great. That's awesome. Loved I, it. I also saw a Tyrannosaurus this weekend, so it sounds like we're even. Just kidding. I went to <laughs> I went to a horse race on Saturday, which was actually pretty pretty hilarious. Mm. I think it might have been the track from Uncle Buck. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, John Hughes movie. Chicago, I I think this this makes a lot of sense. I it made me want to keep going to horse races. Really? Like, just periodically, yeah. Like, <laughs> like 
every now and then, like some sort of not not like a Kentucky Derby or anything, but there's something really really hilarious about putting like four dollars on some terrible, you know, on the fifth horse in the fourth race. And fifth uh, race, if you're getting the sh- reference right, you fifth, idiot. Fifth horse, fifth horse in the sixth race. Uh, and just like going batshit for yeah, it to sure. win, like that's fun, but. You know, I, being around, you know, I don't know. There are the a lot of drunk gamblers. Too. Yeah, yeah, because that, that was the <laughs> thing, right? I I went to um the Bel to Belmont, like not for the Belmont right. stakes or anything, but uh, a few summers ago, like my friend's band was on tour, and I was like, I'm unemployed. I have nothing better to do. Uh, I'm gonna go with you, and like they played a show in a city or town or whatever near Belmont, and like. During the day, we went to Belmont, and I was like, mm, "I'm just very depressed right now." Oh yeah, I mean, like that was that was hilarious. Where you see terrible, terrible degenerate gamblers like with children walking around. It, it was it was the Arlington Million in Chicago. It was for a bachelor party. It was just something to do. Like it wasn't why we went there. It was just something sure. that that so happened to be taking place. Uh, and it's obviously this. It's a decent sized thing. Like there's a bunch of people there pretending that they're at the Kentucky Derby or whatever, which is hilarious. Ooh, that uh, does not appeal to me at all. Oh, it's it's not like a ton, but it's it's funny to see like it's basically just a bunch of dirtbags walking around and then like random people wearing like funny hats and suits and sure. see your sucker and shit just with no zero awareness on of where they are or or what they're or what they're consuming. Right. And then, you know, just like the then there were also like the track regulars who were there with, you know, their kids and stuff. It was it was an experience, and I walked out of there. I think twenty five dollars up, so it was, it was all good. That'll buy you a lot of bojangles. Yes, sir. Um, I I went to New York this past weekend and yes. uh went to museums and stuff like that, and that was about it. There was no there was no exciting interactions or anything. Uh, good. Yeah. Well, actually, so uh, on Thursday, I went to the American Museum of Natural History, as is my want, with your co-worker and our uh, mutual friend, Jesse Spector, and his three-year-old daughter, who likes going to I saw that photo on Facebook, and that was a tough one to process. Why? I just wasn't, I just wasn't, like, it it made my day. I just, you know how great it is to see Jesse's, Jesse's daughter, Alice, who's, adorable and she is you know. adorable but to see i was not expecting to see her sitting next to you in front of a goddamn tyrannosaurus skeleton like that was that was out of nowhere i didn't know you were in new york i didn't mm-hmm. know that any of that was going on so so to see that pop up in my feed man i i was i was pleasantly shocked if that's if that's such a thing it was a very fun time explaining to a three-year-old what is and is not a dinosaur and you i had- wish i could have seen that <laughs> And you actually came up um, because at, also at the New American Museum of Natural History, uh, they have, you know, like all kinds of different skeletons, include like woolly mammoths and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Lots of dinosaurs like that. Sure. And, and so you came up because Jesse said that you would say that's a dinosaur. And Alice, mm-hmm. Alice proclaimed that you were being silly. She is incorrect. Yeah, well, I didn't want to burst her bubble about, like, you're such a learned paleo- student of paleontology. I am a student of paleontology. 
And you will do as I say. Correct. Little lovely Alice Spectre. That is a goddamn dinosaur. <laughs> she didn't think so. And I, you know, who was I to uh, disabuse ah, her of that? Exactly. What do you expect? Exactly. Kids are, kids are stupid. <laughs> she was actually, I was, I was surprised at, you know, her being a three-year-old, like how much she knew about dino, like dinosaurs and things like that. Yeah, she's, she's, she's sharp. Pretty, yeah, she's a bright kid. This is based on Facebook and only Facebook, but yeah, she seems smarter than Jesse already, actually. <laughs> and he went to Penn. It's true, he did. So, uh, so yeah. Anyway, the the other thing that uh, I did in in New York was watch uh, the Olympics at at you know different points. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you, I was very not paying attention to a lot of stuff, but I uh, mm-hmm. made a point to watch like a couple of the basketball games and things like that. And boy, those got ugly. <laughs> I I watched so much less hoops than I was anticipating. And it was partially because the team that the U.S. had was not super interesting. No. I mean, uh, you know, they were – they didn't have ball handlers and, you know, it was just sort of an oddly constructed team out of necessity because of all the guys who couldn't come for the most part. Right. So, like, there was no outstanding reason to watch that team uh, just, you know, coexist and play with each other. Like, that wasn't compelling to me. And then the games were, like, just – Especially early on, like I, I know they struggled a little bit with Australia and Serbia, and that was like a nice little treat because you got some, you know, half decent competitive minutes out of watching it. But like, yeah, the, the game, the games also weren't good enough. So it was in this, it was in this space in between. You know, it wasn't like transcendent basketball A and B. It wasn't very competitive either. So I watched way, way, way less than than I anticipated. Especially after, like I said, they, you know. They struggled against Australia and Serbia, but didn't lose. So once that happened, I was like, "This, this probably isn't going to work out." There, that was that was the test, and, and they passed it. And yeah, it was pretty yeah. pretty boring and anticlimactic. Yeah, I mean, you know, one of the things that I, I think it was in the uh, the semifinals, they beat Spain by you know six or whatever. But it was one of those games where I think everybody on Spain fouled out. Like I. I I can't remember what the number was, but it was something like the U.S. went to the line 42 times. And it's like, yeah, yeah so even though it was close, like, it it wasn't close. It didn't feel that close. Like, that. I don't know what the final score ended up being, but it, it, I think it, it was, was like always... I it was 96-90 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and for the for the meat of the game, especially late, it was like 8 points, 10 points. Like, it right. was never... It never seemed like the game was in doubt. And, and again, this is like I we talked about, you know, a couple weeks ago. Like, I love basketball, and I was... You know, I was excited to watch Serbia for a couple different reasons and, you know, what have you. But, yeah, it just didn't really – it didn't really crystallize. And I watched a lot less than I thought I was going to. Yeah, the big thing for me was that it, it seemed like the – like people watching these games couldn't figure out if they were like, oh, yeah, the U.S. is going to just wail on everybody or like having an existential crisis that, you know, Argentina opened the game yeah. like 16 to 6 or whatever. Yeah, right. And yeah, it's like, it's, okay, it's, well, you know, this 5'10 guy who's never played out of Argentina before, yeah, I think by the end of this game, it's going to come out that, like, DeAndre Jordan is considerably better than him. Yeah, and that's and that's what, you know, that's what I was saying. Like, you, you want either just all-time ass-kicking, you know, transcendent ball, yeah. or, or you want to watch good games. That's, that, that's at least a, I, I, that's a principle, I think, that I feel, you know, 
most of the time where you either want to watch sure. something historic or, or you, or just who cares, who cares about the quality of play as, as long as it's close. And it was in this space where it was neither. And, right. and, and I think that that, you know, that manifested itself. Yeah. With the way the games were called and with the way people, uh, with the way people treated them, because yeah, there was, it wasn't great, but it wasn't terrible either. It was a pretty, a pretty run of the mill, uh, a pretty run of the mill tournament. Yeah, that was the thing, too, was even watching, like, you know, other games, like the bronze medal game where, um, who was it? Uh, one of the guys on Australia fouled out in, like, the like the beginning of the third quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, one of the NBA players. I can't remember if it was Delavidova or somebody else. But it was just like, well, what are we watching this for, then? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, guys you know, there, there are, up there's a couple right. guys on each team that are that that you like to watch you know like like spain was kind of that way you know they had sergio rodriguez who played in the who played in the nba for a bunch of years and then left and now is coming back and then you had in serbia you had bogdan bogdanovich who was a draft pick and, and should be pretty good you know there's there's like little kernels of of interesting stuff on either side unless you're some diehard european hoops fan which i am yeah right i know you're 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 i know you were really displeased with the with the makeup of uh of of the croatian roster well i have sure. a lot of thoughts about uh olympiakos and what they're going to do in the greek league <laughs> next year so yeah like <laughs> but, so there were there were like reasons you know to pay attention to some of the other teams but like i said it just wasn't it wasn't enough to hold my interest the entire time especially when i didn't have to watch it for work like i sure. i was i was unplugged and you know on, honestly i don't do it that often i i don't just ignore shit. You and Nirvana. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, I I don't ignore stuff all that often. Uh, so when and but when I do, like it takes it takes something it takes something super compelling for me to pay attention, and that just didn't really didn't really have it for me. So did the Lochte stuff like register Almost. with you? Yeah, I I had at certain points like whenever that all that hit the hit the fan i was like yeah i i need to i need to write about this like i did i did have that compulsion but you know i sat down and uh i sat down and and ate some chips and it passed <laughs> yeah i mean that like so here's my thing with the with the lochty situation like when i was listening to it explained to me by like um you know, oh, well, it was him who's, you know, 30, 31 years old, and then a bunch of, like, 22-year-old swimmers yeah. who, who just, like, they go, okay, well, you know, we're going to come up with a story that, like, sounds plausible. Let's turn to a man widely regarded as, like, the dumbest athlete in the world. Maybe like, not just athlete. Well, yeah, like, based on, what, his seniority or something? And... Or, or, you know, like, how well-known he is or whatever it is. And it's like, ooh, this is the perfect analogy to modern sports writing's problems is, oh, well, let's just defer to the guys who have been there before and and are doing it. Oh, all those guys who are better at it and maybe not shitheads? Yeah, we don't care about them. Yeah, I think all those guys, by virtue of being younger and, uh, and smarter and with more to lose... They were easily more qualified to like come up with a lie and execute it than Ryan Lochte was because he's like that's the thing is when it came out it was very credible right because you're like okay well you know people posing as police or hell even like actual police robbing someone at gunpoint in Rio yeah 
that, that of course that happens. Yeah, and that wouldn't surprise like people were expecting anybody. it to happen. Right, but like the, it was like it was like an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm where we built up this insanely elaborate web of lies that yeah. like couldn't possibly hold up to any sort yeah, of scrutiny. It's, it's crazy to me. Like like he lied like he like he'd never lied before. Right. And I I'm not someone who. <laughs> I don't make a business of lying about stuff, but like, listen, man, we've all been in trouble, you know, in a weird way. He was in trouble with his mom because he decided to call her and, and lie about it. But like that, that, that dude, he lied like, like it was the, like it was his first time doing it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. He's, he's a, he's a jackass and, and a, and a dumb jerk. Yeah. And I mean, if you would said in a bad liar, that's, that's his greatest crime. Well, Not, oh yeah, like he would have totally gotten away with it if he dialed it back forty percent. If he dialed back that story forty percent, everybody oh, yeah. would have yeah, been I'm, like, I'm being, yeah. "I'm being facetious when I say that that was his greatest crime." Like, no, of don't, course, don't, but don't, don't be a don't be a dickhead in in other countries, right? No, and, of course, and and then and then play into you know this weird fear that that people had throughout the entire tournament, like or the entire Olympics. Like obviously he's he's a jerk, but yeah, I. It was just so unnecessary. It was such an unnecessary situation, and the dude just keep. I would have loved to have to have been next to, you know, James Teagan and and those guys, just watching that. Like while they watched him just dig their graves when when they were talking to Matt Lauer, because he, because he, added all these elements to his story that were easily provable and and right. e- easily proven false, you know that they held a gun to his head and everybody else got down on the ground except for him. And just like, as soon as he opened his mouth, you're like, this dude's full of shit. But, but, but the initial, that's after having an initial story that was believable enough to let it pass. Right. And, and and the, and the credulousness with which NBC and like, I guess the Western media in general, like approached it. And yeah. again, because because it was perfectly plausible that like you would get robbed in Rio or whatever, fair enough. But also like to let him go on TV while you know, and he said he he was still drunk when he did that interview or whatever. Like I don't know how anybody didn't pick up on that or like. But like that's that's why I wish I would have done work stuff whenever that was going on because like you know I'm flipping through the channels just you know, at, at, at the house we were at. And I was like, oh, this dude is clearly full of shit. Like, he's lying. Right. He's unquestionably lying. And, uh, yeah, that's that's the biggest failure, I think, of all, both on his part and Matt Lauer and everybody else. Like, you just, once once he opened his mouth, you're like, this is this is not, this didn't happen. And yeah. it certainly didn't happen this way. Right. And, you know, it, it, it just goes back to, like, the extent of how bad NBC generally messes up the Olympics. You know what I mean? Where they're yeah, like, because they have so much to, there's so much tied up in it for them that, right. You know, it, it just fundamentally changes the way that they have to cover it. Like, Correct. like of, of course, Matt Lauer's not, not going to get up there and grill and hold lock, and yeah, hold lock over the fire. That's not, that's not going to happen. And that's, that's a fundamental problem with, with, you know, really rights holder coverage and all that sort of stuff. Right. And, you know, I, I think the, the other thing, too, is, you know, they're, they're, like you say, they're so beholden to U.S. swimming, for example, just to, like, get access to these people that, you know, e- even if they had 
had the inclination to grill them, that would have been it for, you know, even talking to Michael Phelps after a race or whatever. And and also it's just there's it's a it's this whole casserole of of all this different stuff, you know, where where you have TV money and you also have jingoism or patriotism or however however you want to slice it. Like there's there's plenty of reasons both you know, credulous and not that that NBC is just totally desirous to to have guys like Lochte or whoever come off positively. And yeah. and that's and that's not the you know, that's not the crux that the the thrust that interviews like that should take, but you know, of, of course that's what happened. Yeah, it's just one of those like you you watch NBC screw up the Olympic coverage every four or every two years, right? And then after every one, they're like, well, you know whose fault this is, is uh, millennials. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I saw that. And it's like, yeah. yeah. Like it's... You know, if, if you give me the option to stream the Olympics, which you should, don't then right. get mad at me. It's, it's like that thing, um, I can't remember who, who tweeted it, but it's like, baby boomers here millennial have this trophy millennial says oh okay thanks and then the baby boomer says fuck you for taking it yeah basically like that that's what it is is you know you give us all these options us being like people in general not even necessarily millennials and then you go well the the way we broadcast the olympics 40 years ago is the way we're going to do it now and then you're like, well, why doesn't anybody like how we do it? Well, yeah, um, and I don't even have a problem with them doing that. Like, I don't have a problem with the concept of them of them tape delaying certain things. No, that's on, on, fine. On television, yeah. at least. Like, I, I th- especially selfishly too. Last week, like, not really being in front of a computer. Like, I was, I was psyched to sit down at eight o'clock and watch gymnastics shit that had happened hours before. Because, like, what do I care? I, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to it in real time. So I, I can see the value in that. But yeah, I mean, be realistic about about. Uh, about the habits of everybody o- overall. Yeah, it's it's not an inherently bad thing, but like it's going to fracture your audience just by nature. And to see it see them get pissy about it is pretty hilarious. I, I think the other the other thing that was an issue with that though um, was the fact that like this was basically happening in real time for the US. What what is Rio like uh, an hour ahead right. of of uh the eastern time zone. So Right. Like when, you know, where are the next Olympics? They're in uh, South Korea, right? So that's not going to be an issue because your options are either watch it tape delayed or stay up till four in the morning to watch a hockey game. Exactly. Like that's what, you know, use gymnastics as an example because all that stuff happened early in the day. It happens at two or three Eastern time or whatever it is. Like everybody's already up and paying attention and completely on board with it. Right. So – it's within that realm where where people that range where where people are already going to know, already going to have already going to know the outcome and have seen all the good parts. Whereas you know, Korea is a great example. Like that would it would be Thank four you. o'clock in the morning or, or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. So I like, don't know. Th- I I feel like this was to some extent just like one Olympics, where you know I don't know that it's going to be in the Western Hemisphere again for another decade or something like that. So it's not a thing that NBC or whoever the rights holder is is necessarily going to have to worry about. Um, and then by the time it does, like nobody's going to be watching on cable or whatever anyway because everything's going to just be you know on your phone. 
Or like, virtual reality helmets. Ooh, wouldn't that be so exciting? I, it's like I, Flint, man. I, too, will be able to feel like I am in a uh, second world country run by a shady dictator. Um, so I guess that's it for Olympics chat. I didn't have a joke there. I was, I was, I was trying to think of one. Nope, that's fine. It's too late now. There's no going. I I mean, and I'm glad it's, I'm glad it's over. I I was so, I was so tired of it, but by the end of it, I think part of that's the scheduling too. Like, you know, the last five days, like what is there? You know, it's the, the first week is so stacked with exactly. Yeah. So stacked with swimming, which is great because that's hands down the most fun Olympic sport to watch, you know, casually. mm, Handball's pretty great. I, I don't mean that. I, I mean in, in, the, the entire package of, of, of this sort of communal feel to it. Like swimming's the best for that, in, oh, in my sure. opinion. So, yeah. so to have all that done in the, in the first week and then have the anticlimax of, of all the gymnastics stuff, I mean, yeah, of course, of course the last five days are, are going to suck because basketball wasn't any good. Right. So it was this, it was this you know, this mix of, of all these different factors that, yeah, it just seemed, seemed sort of meh. Yeah. Um, the, the other thing we, we were going to talk about is we both had the um, misfortune, I guess you'd say, of having sat through Sausage Party. Yeah, I did not like it. Ooh, it was ge- like genuinely very bad. I think there are parts that I laughed at, but yeah, I, I there's all, all I can say is that I didn't like it. It was, you know the atheism subreddit just stretched with bad with bad food puns stretched out over an hour and a half i mean it, it was it was super duper one note and it was and i was really disappointed with it yeah i mean i did not have high hopes going in like because because you know the trailer I, was that the food finds out that people eat it or whatever yeah and i was like okay so what's the concept beyond that you know and there really there was there wasn't one not really. Yeah, no. and it, the the concept beyond that was, you know, this was the was you know just this super duper overextended uh, religion uh, metaphor, m- religion metaphor. It was it just got so 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 tired. And I am not a religious person, but by but by the end of that, I was like, oh okay, my my God, enough. And the reason, like, I did not have high expectations for it either, for the most part, but. Ah, people love that movie. Like the 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 reviews for it were like pretty uniformly super positive. So, you know, I trust critics to that extent. Where if if something that everybody says is pretty good, uh, if if I go in and watch that, then I'm not going to come out of it just completely cold. And that's and that's the way I left the theater with that. Yeah, it, to me, it, it's a lot like South. It was a lot like South Park in that way, where like. There was a time I enjoyed South Park. That yeah. time is not any time in the last like eight or nine years, let's say, where I yeah. was just like, "I'm, I'm good on whatever they're pushing at this point." And yeah, it, but it was even, and I, I'm with you there. But it was even. There were less the, the concept was as thin as a bad South Park episode. That's what and I it mean. Was stre- yeah, it felt it like was an not even a good South, South Park episode. episode. And, and it and it and it was stretched out over an hour and forty five minutes or whatever it was. It was it was 
ugh, I didn't like it at all. Yeah, no. It, it, and that's the I thing, also, too. I also don't like puns. And there were so many oh puns. Oh, my this. gosh. Get it? Like, a food would, would be... And, like, you know, people people have been criticizing it because, like, for racism or, like, broad stereotypes or whatever. And it's like, oh, yeah, no, all that is well-deserved yes. because, like, it couldn't have been more... Like, I almost feel like it was just lazy. Like, they threw the script together in an afternoon and were like, wouldn't it be funny if a bagel and you know, a uh, uh, more traditionally like Arabic baked good. I don't even remember what it was now, but like oh, if they were, if they were forced to coexist, wouldn't that be crazy? And it's like, to me, it seemed like, it seemed like, cause there's no way that, that they didn't realize that to have, you know, having a, having a tequila bottle be Mexican. Like there's no way they didn't realize that that was, or, or have a, have a, geez, like I just can go down the list. There's no way that they didn't realize that that was like super duper, like stock and and hacky. Yeah, I so mean, I, the, so I I think it seemed like it was some kind of exercise where they were like, let's just think of the most obvious stereotypes and still try to make it funny enough where where it's undeniable. And I think they fell short of it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, for for me, it, it felt a lot like the uh, the Ricky Gervais thing of, are you offended, mate? Oh yeah. Whoa. Some guy did some guy did walk out of the theater during the food orgy at the end. Well, here was my thing with the food orgy. It wasn't <laughs> offensive. It was just like, oh yeah, we all saw Team America. Like and this is yeah, just that's a, true. I, uh, thirty percent grosser version of that. Like, oh yeah, they're all having sex. Isn't that isn't that wild and so subversive of your expectations no, for an animated this, film? This is exactly what I'm saying, though, and this, this is why I feel like in every other area, like with every other joke, it fell short. It was like by, by the end of that, it went on so long, and it was it was uh, it was escalated to such an insane point that by the end of it, I was I was laughing. And of course, like like a, yes, it's Team America. Yes, we get it. It's it's food having sex, but they took it to such an absurd point that, like, in spite of myself, by the end of it, I was laughing. And I felt like that's what they tried to do, you know, with, with it's the characterization of, you know, uh, all whatever <laughs> grits and, and all the and all those all those different foods. Uh, but they just it just didn't it just didn't work. It, di- it didn't work for me. Yeah, it was very not like I don't know that I even smiled more than once or twice in the whole movie like the Maybe, <laughs> you just sat. You just sat there, stone faced. Like, yeah, pretty much, or not even stone faced, but more like actively frowning, frowning when a, <laughs> when a joke like didn't land, and I'd just be like, "Ah, oh, boy, another yeah, hour I, of I this." Laughed. Huh? I, I laughed. I laughed a handful of times, but uh, but overall, man, the the bad outweighed the good. Yeah, and it was like, so. I just kept waiting for something else to happen, and it, and it yeah, just, it presented its premise in the first like five minutes where it was yeah, like, and that one was piece good. of food realized. That like food like came back and said food got eaten, yeah. And there was no like, there was like there was no, I guess you'd say dramatic irony, right? Where like, or no, it was all dramatic irony. Where all the food saying like, oh, that can't possibly be true. But I'm sitting there having it, eaten cereal that morning and gone, oh, I guess we do eat food. Well, ran all in, this food it, is in a, in for a real shock when the it scene ran where, into. It, ugh. Like by the end of the movie, you're like, okay, 
this is either going to be, it's either going to make this like weird right turn and turn into like God is real and like whatever. Yeah. Or, or they're just going to keep hammering home the exact same jokes that they've done for, for, for the entire way. Yeah. And neither of those, neither of those is preferable, but right. it, that's, that's the point to which it hemmed itself in where you're like, this is either just going to be where like after an hour and 20 minutes, you're like, this is either going to be the exact same joke the entire time. Or it's gonna get like weird and overly sentimental and and like possibly strangely religious, and that, that definitely didn't happen. Yeah. So it just it just ended up being the exact same, you know, the the exact same set of you know. Isn't ideas. it crazy that we eat food? Because like that's the thing is, there's that whole scene where they're showing how inherently violent like eating is. You know what yeah. I mean? Where it's like, oh, she's she's eating baby carrots, and you see them like from inside her mouth getting all cut up by yeah. teeth and everything. And it's like, yeah, bro, I saw the opening credits for Dexter like a decade ago. I understand <laughs> that like food preparation is a, is a violent act, and like the act of eating is this extremely animal thing. I didn't need you know. I- I just don't I it was like it was just hours of that. Like I, yeah, I can understand was, I will say this. Though. That was it. The, the, I like I, I don't have a problem with, with them, you know, trotting the same ground that Dexter's laboratory like that's fine. I, I don't care. You can you can go back and hit it again. But uh it was just it was the same thing. It was the same thing. Yeah. Over the, the, the thing I will say the, like Which the is one... what this which is what this segment is turning into, by the way. Right. The the one the one sequence of the movie I, I re, or you know I really liked was when they did the parody of like the opening ten minutes of Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, that was great. That but, was great. But I saw, and I saw like, that yeah, if you're going to use I, it, I saw as that a, in a trailer for it, right? Like, with, the, with the Oreo cookie looking for its other side, like I I saw that I saw that in a trailer and, and laughed out loud at it. And that yeah. made me psyched to see it. And if the, and if it was just going to be like a genre send up of like you know, using it to do X, Y, and Z, like, oh, remember, like, this is like if food did did the scene from Animal House, like the party scene from Animal House, or whatever it was, but it, it didn't, and it tried to do that at a couple of points, but it just didn't land at all, like... Yeah, didn't like the, it. Yeah, and, th- and then you find out, oh, also, they didn't pay any of their animators. You're like, okay, now I feel even oh, better that, about... Did that happen, too? Great. Oh, yeah, that w- there, there was, like, this big controversy where people didn't get credited and people were, like, forced <laughs> to work overtime even though, <laughs> oh. like, they didn't get paid like it was overtime. It was crazy. Better. Well, so it's like, ooh, this is just bad. Like, well, I will say, though... and artistically. Yeah, for as, for as much as I disliked it, and I saw it over vacation... I I uh I went and saw Hell or High Water last night, and for as bad of a time as I had at Sausage Party, that's how good of a time I had at high, Hell or High Water. Oh, I yeah. loved it. Yeah, it was that awesome. Was... It's the best movie I've seen all year. Um, yeah, I I can't think of one that I saw that was better. Certainly, uh, off the top of my head, anyway. Um, it was really great. Uh, for for those who don't know, uh, because it's kind of a a smaller movie. I don't think there were too many showings like at my theater, like, which is, you know, a big downtown theater with 20 something screens. Um, It's, it's basically a bank robber movie uh, starring Chris Pine as a bank robber and Jeff Bridges as the Texas Ranger trying to uh, catch him. And that's literally the entire plot. 
Like yeah, there's that's, nothing it's more. simple. It's simple and great, and and it's punched up to the you know the, the dialogue's great, and there's more than enough you know, uh, sort of nods to uh, what like you know banks <laughs> stealing land from from borrowers and all the, all that sort of stuff. Like it was it was just enough across the board. I I loved it. I also Chris Pine was awesome. Yeah, he was great. He was so good. And I'm really, glad. Really I'm good. glad because I because I've I've defended Chris Pine before. I'm like, yeah, I, I I like that dude, and he came through big time. Yeah, I, I think he was. Uh, I think he was very good. I I wouldn't say that I that I would have ever defended him before this, um, but I like thought, he's perfectly I, I serviceable he was, at what he, he was, did. I thought he was great in the first Star Trek movie, and that and, and that was that was enough to just be like, yeah, this 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 guy, I. I, I like this guy. Yeah, yeah. But, I, I've yeah. never disliked him. Let me. I'll, I'll say that. But I would have never also Chris said. Pine? What's that? Why do you hate Chris Pine? Mm, well, he's maybe too smug as Captain Kirk for me. Like Captain Kirk, you know. He's too smug as Captain Kirk. Yeah, but not like in the like Captain Kirk has bravado. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but Where's Chris Pine. But but what I'm saying is, his crosses over into smugness in a way that I I don't I don't necessarily enjoy. Although I will say that in that first one in particular, he was very good. Um, it was it was so cool to see him because the the character he plays in Hell or High Water is just super understated and yes. doesn't speak a lot. And it was it's the exact opposite of the sort of if if you knew heading into it, you know that Ben Foster and Chris Pine were going to play brothers, you know, you wouldn't buy that at all. No, a, and B that, that one was going to be, you know, this, this hothead and the other one was going to be like kind of quiet and, and reserved. Like you're like, Oh yeah. The, the Chris Pine role is, is the, is, you know, is the quiet reserved one is yeah. Right. Imagine like, no, of course you're Chris Pine. Who's, you know, too smug for, for your taste as, as, uh, as Kirk, yeah, he's he's going to be the hothead, and it wasn't. So so to see it, you know, play out the other way was was pretty was pretty great. It also looked great. Like just it the, looked amazing. I mean, the, you know, I, I think that's kind of so. This is by the same writer uh, who did Sicario, mm-hmm. and I think that's just going to kind of be a hallmark of his films, or I hope so, because Sicario setting, also looks incredible. Yeah, and it was it was so much less grim than Sicario was, and it, and it's it's a it's a serious topic, obviously. You know these these bro- it's brothers robbing banks to you know robbing the bank that's about to foreclose on on their family's home, and right. you know it's an it's an inherently kind of serious thing. But you know the movie kind of goes off without being, you know, there's enough levity to it, it whether it's from you know Jeff Bridges or Ben Foster, who's who's pretty great as well. Yes. You know, there's there's more than enough. There's more than enough, uh, more than enough jokes and more, and more than enough throwaway lines that, you know, kind of lighten the mood. There's a really great, there's just a great random throwaway joke about Mr. Pibb whenever they stop at a gas station, and there and all that stuff is throughout the movie where where you're like, all right, just when stuff's, you know, about to get too too grim and and too and too unpleasant, you know, there's some there's some balloon that's that gets popped and kind of you know brings down the tension level. Yeah, the, the the scene I was explaining this to somebody over the weekend. The scene for me that like really exemplifies that kind of like everybody should be super tense but it's not really 
is mm-hmm. uh, when they go into that diner and the and the waitress says, "What don't you want?" Oh yeah, that was right. and you know that was some lady who like was just hanging around near the set or like at least inspired by some lady who's like a real person. Oh, and just for sure, is not like going to suffer anybody's bullshit for any reason. Yeah, right. Because she's she's the only waitress in the only restaurant in some empty West Texas town. So yeah. like, who who gives a shit? Yep. Yeah. No, and, I, it, oh, it was it was movie. it was great. Just like the, all, all those little just vignettes with you know those just those scenes with waitresses and and clerks and you know bank tellers and and all that all that sort of stuff. I I loved it, man. I'd I'd go see it again, you know, in a half hour if if I may. Yeah, and I mean, to to that point, like, um, even, like, just all their interactions with, like, everyday people, like the Comanche guy yes. in the casino. Oh, like, the, the, again, he, that guy had, like, three lines, and yeah. and he was perfect. And they and they pushed that to the breaking point, too, where we were like, okay, these guys, like, they're going to stab each other. Yes. Where the 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 Comanche and Ben Ben Foster. They're they're gonna kill each other right here on, on the casino floor. And then and then, you know, Ben Foster says something crazy and, and you know, that was it. Like it it, it kept pushing you to, to the brink of, of this of this mood where it would be way, way, way over the top and overbearing and you know, tense and then kind of reel it back to actually make it fun. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good it was a good balance between being a serious, you know, met, meditative movie and also also, you know, it was about bank robbers. Yeah, I, and again, we've we've talked about it before. I like any heist movie. I like any kind of like a Robin Hood kind of a story. So this this really checked a lot of boxes for me to. Yeah, begin with also it. also is a really great blueprint on how to effectively rob banks. Oh yeah, they were great at it. <laughs> they were awesome at it, and if and if they didn't just make stupid mistakes, they could have kept. You could have kept doing that forever. Oh, I don't know about that. Not forever, but I mean. Didn't mean didn't mean literally forever. Hmm. Bank robbers, I, I imagine, have a kind of a short shelf life. But yeah, I, it was they could have they could have knocked off more than four or or whatever or whatever it was. it was. Yeah, for sure, it was. Man, what a movie! I really I loved, loved it. And, and and maybe and part of that might be because it's all relative, and the movies that have come out this summer have been just such utter dog shit across Ooh, the yes. board. For the most part, um, I mean, what uh, was yeah. the only, like? How many other good ones were there? Like, I know, Pop Star. I like Pop Star. Yep, I like that a lot. Um, maybe you want to say Captain America, Civil War. I, those, but mm. even then, like that, it's kind of damning it with faint praise. And well, uh, you know what? You know what movie looked really great, but I didn't get a chance to see was. Uh, <laughs> I just forgot the name of it. Suicide Squad. The- no, 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 no! That movie that you that you ruined for me. Oh yeah, mm. the guest or whatever the hell it was called. No, the get the guest is the movie by the guy who did Who's Next, um, okay. star starring the guy from uh, Downton Abbey as a as a murderer. Cool. Yeah, you could ruin that one for me now too. I would actually recommend you see that uh, post haste because if you saw Who's Next. Um, that was great, and so was the guest. Very, very like retro '80s kind of movie feel, but also very modern. Nice. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was good though. It was good to see that last night. <laughs> As a, I, I would have, 
I would have. Uh, I didn't want to have two, two stinkers in in a row. Sure. Uh, by the way, that guy has a movie coming out next year as well. I saw that. that. Wrote and directed. Yeah, I'm psyched. Or no, yeah, and and it's Jeremy Renner, Elizabeth Olsen, John Bernthal, and Graham Greene, and it's like, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not the biggest Jeremy Renner fan on earth, but like, I don't dislike him. I don't. It's fine by me. Yep, I agree. So I'm. I'm psyched. I hope this guy makes movies forever. Absolutely. I'm. I'm all in on everything this that this dude does. Okay. Uh, the other thing we have to do this week. Um, as, as we've been doing all summer long here is, a little thing called a draft. Mm -hmm. This week we decided, uh, road trip gas station snacks and beverages. Correct. So, uh, I'm hoping that I really don't take another huge L on this one, but I am also very emotionally prepared for it at this point. Are you really? Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I haven't thought I mean, about it that much. I, I started thinking about it like today or well, yesterday, because yeah. I was driving back from New York and I was like going through a gas station like, ooh, what, what kind of a what kind of a snack is good here? Nice. And um, I think you get the first pick this time. Oh, OK. Well, I'm going to say first pick overall. For me, based on a number of things, but like mostly how long it's going to last you <laughs> and, you know, with respect to deliciousness and all these kinds of things are just like one of those $2 bags of like just sour cream and onion or barbecue or whatever chips. You can't just say sour cream. Like you can't just take chips. Okay, fair enough. You gotta, uh, you gotta, you gotta pick one. Like, yeah, these, yeah, I'm gonna have like some Doritos, Fritos, Cheetos, uh, sour cream, well, I was, I was salt, just, vinegar. Okay, fair enough. Okay, I will go with sour cream and onion potato chips. My first pick is Slim Jim. Slim Jim. Mm. Now, uh, do you when you get a Slim Jim? Do you get like the flavored kind or do you just go your standard Slim Jim? Standard, standard spicy, not like Tabasco or anything, just mm -hmm. basic spicy and not one of the big ones either. It's like not one of like the super Slim Jims. Like I just the, the ones that are the <laughs> the ones that are like a whatever, they're like a like a foot long mm -hmm. and, and thin. Yes. Not one of the not one of the girthier ones, Ryan. I, 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 I don't I don't I don't I don't care for those. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, for me, there's like the here's my problem with the Slim Jim. I don't I don't hate them, but there's like that weird filminess that comes into your mouth after you eat one. That's what makes it good. Ooh, see, but this is why my number two pick was just straight up regular old plain beef jerky. Slim Jims are better. Oh, I don't agree with that at all. I I think that's a that's an insane o pick uh, to say that Slim Jims are better than regular beef jerky. No. In a car, absolutely they are. I'm not talking about like for the Earth. I'm talking <laughs> about like in in a in a car where, where you're driving, you know, to the beach or what or whatever. Absolutely. Well, no, this is like we're, I thought we I thought we had agreed like this is like a four hour road trip. Yeah, Slim Jims. 
No, 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 no. Beef jerky all the way. That la again, lasts longer. Doesn't, doesn't feel. The, I will say this. The macho man Randy Savage was very correct when he said the most satisfying part of a Slim Jim was snapping into it. That's what I'm saying. You're, and you're sitting there shitting on, on the film. The film is what gives you the snap, my friend. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying the aftertaste of that film. Like in yeah. your mouth. I'm happy with my pick. Okay. Okay. Well, it's it, you're you're up to number you're up to your number two now. With my second pick, I choose nacho cheese Doritos. Ooh, sure. Nacho cheese Doritos. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid one. Um, again, I, you know, I'm not a big Doritos guy in general. Um. And but if certainly if I were picking a Dorito, Cool Ranch can go right in the garbage. I don't. I don't no, that's that's a narrow a narrow second place among Doritos. Really, I remember. When I, I, was I a think kid, so. They had I have like, no. I have no. I have no time for all like the all the uh, silly all the silly new ones. Oh, don't sure. care. Yeah. Don't when care. When I was a kid, them. they briefly had like a, a, a how, like a cheddar like a Jack and Cheese cheddar kind of a thing. And that was good. I, re I remember I enjoyed that. Um, I would get it after, after uh, like skating at the at the local rink. We would we would get the Doritos out of the machine. But nice. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'm just Doritos. I could take or leave, and more often leave. I guess I would say. <sighs> Whatever. All right. Well, I'm gonna say this. Number three overall. Snickers ice cream bar. It's a good choice. Thank you. Are we allowed to take like uh, candy bars and stuff? Yeah, of course. Didn't we do a candy bar draft already? No. Nope. That's just we, we that's just my around. everyday. That's just my everyday life. Your, your your normal thought process is <laughs> what's my favorite candy bar? <laughs> I yeah, it is. You wake up. You say to yourself, Reese's today? Mm, I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, I, uh, I feel like candy should be its own draft, but whatever. Um, well, now that I've really opened the floodgates with a Snickers ice cream bar, I don't well, disagree no, I, that we could definitely do a candy draft. Do, we'll do candy draft at some point, and I'll allow the Snickers ice cream bar because it's ice cream. Okay, fair enough. So non-candy from now on. So, like, you can't, yes. you can't throw in, like, Sour Patch Kids or anything like no. that. And nor would I. No. Those well, are I for mean, assholes. That certainly isn't true. They're just not good on road trips because the probability that you're going to spill that dust everywhere is extreme. With my third pick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I select Hostess Cupcakes. Yeah, Hostess that's... Cupcakes. That's solid. That's very, very solid. I think, uh... And that's one of those things, too. I mean, people listening to this must think that like, that we weigh 300 pounds and have scurvy because all we talk about is just eating terrible food. Yeah. But, like, that sort of stuff, that's something that I that I basically given up eating. But, man. On a road like, trip, the actual, you feel like you have to. Uh, yeah, I would say so. Yeah. It would be, it would be a treat. Yeah, that, that's but, mainly but basically what I use any it as. like pretty much any hostess cake, any tasty cake, uh, anything like that. 
that has, you know, that has a uh, soft cake and some sort of frosting mm-hmm. on it, man. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm down with it. Yeah, and, and I think I think that's that's fair. I, I think I'll, I'm not a huge hostess, uh, like in general fan, but when I have them, cupcake is. That's what I'm saying. This is this is not stuff. This is not everyday food. But oh yeah, no, of course it isn't. Of course it isn't. But like you know, in college when we drive to, you know, the Maryland and Delaware beaches, yeah, I was getting I was getting hostess cupcakes. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, I'm going to circle in here with my first uh, the first beverage of this of this little exchange here, and I'm going to say <laughs> Wild Cherry Pepsi. Ooh, I like it. Thank you. I like it. Uh, I haven't had a Wild Cherry Pepsi in a long time, it's but very, I had one driving back yesterday. And it was my first one in quite some time. Real sweet. It's very good too. Uh, with my fourth pick, yes, I choose cheddar cheese pretzel combos. Oh fuck! I was gonna take combos with my last overall cheddar cheese pretzel combos. Yeah, that's a very solid one. They're the best combos. Yeah, absolutely. The- most combos are good. Cheddar cheese cracker, also good. Mm-hmm. Uh, pepperoni pretzel. I don't know good. that I've ever had that one. Seems like it'd be great. Lesser, lesser known. Yeah, for yeah. sure. But yeah, combos, man. They, they are so bad for you, too, by the way. If oh, you ever I get... I can't even imagine. They are so much worse. They're even worse than you would imagine. Really? Like if, if you, I'm gonna look up the nutritional facts on combos right now. <laughs> I, because they I want to yeah, be. Like, I want to be. Uh, they're terrible for you. I Those be taking like them the. Back. Yeah, not like not like the. And think of it this way too: like not like the vending machine bags, like the ones you know the, the sacks that you can buy yes. for like two ninety nine or whatever they are. Yeah, they're, like you're knocking down an entire one of those things. Mm-hmm. And that's it's got you know easily easily a day's worth of calories in it. Let's in just other yeah it's it's awful for you. No, this can't. Okay, this is a small bag. Okay, I was gonna say because this says serving size is one bag and it's only two hundred forty calories, but this is for the small bags. Yeah, and so so and that's there's probably like, like three like, of those. At least, yeah. I would say probably five or six. Hmm. Not just calories, like just like the the fat content. Okay, okay. I, fo- I found a different one. A serving it. size is one ounce, and there are six servings per container. Yep. So yeah, you're you're in you're going to be in a lot of trouble there if you you're would. in bad shape. Yeah, but that's fine. You're in the car and you're on vacation, and it doesn't count. That's exactly right. That is one hundred percent correct. Um, finally. My fifth pick overall, going going real simple here, honey roasted peanuts. I don't like that pick. Really? I don't like honey roasted peanuts. Well, okay, well, that, that explains why you don't like the pick then. I do like honey get, roasted peanuts. I'll just get peanuts. I'll you just know, get peanuts I, and candy. I really, I, I don't really... Want, I, I, don't want, I don't want, I don't want candy peanuts. Mm. That's what they are. I get it. 
I get what I get what you're saying. However, with that having been said, I could go either way on regular versus honey roasted. That's fine. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. I'm gonna stick with the honey roastedness of it because you know, if I'm not getting candy <laughs> in this scenario. It's you are not. So there you go. And with my last pick, since I need a drink of some sort, I'm just gonna go uh, a large lime lemon lime Gatorade. Mm, really, you're a lemon lime guy? Solely. Really, I'm more of a uh, fruit punch. Ugh. Ugh. I. <laughs> really, you're you're out on fruit punch altogether, huh? It, fruit punch. I, I would rather. Yeah. I, I if it's like if I go to if. If I'm like, oh, I'm going to go grab a Gatorade, and there's only fruit punch, I'm just going to drink something else. Wow. That is a controversial stance, I think. Mm, you'd be surprised. Are we, are, okay, let's do a Gatorade flavor power ranking real quick. We're not going to agree on it, so whatever. No, I understand, but like, I, I just want to like, see, I, I I don't, see like, where I you land I can't even tell you it. the last time I drank a Gatorade that was not lemon-lime. Fair enough, man. I, I used to be a big orange guy, and now I'm out on it. Starfruit, um, lemon ice. Do you like that? Do you like that new white one? Have you had that? No, I, I, I I'm telling you, man. I haven't. I, I bet I haven't had. I, I bet I haven't bought a Gatorade that's been a different color in 15 years. Wow. I'm gonna say this. The do me a favor. Blue, go out and try the blue white Gatorade one. Gatorade Frost. That that was. I remember liking that back in the day. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, well, fair enough. We we don't have a Gatorade aficionado on our hands here. Um, I was at one point, but you know, then my tastes matured, and oh, sure. I found you, you I found up. what I like. You grew up. Mm-hmm. Um, so now now I like my 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 sugar water, <laughs> my sugared electrolyte water, in only one flavor. Okay, yeah, a grown up flavor. All right, so just to really quickly recap the draft. I went sour cream and onion chips, beef jerky, Snickers ice cream, wild cherry Pepsi, honey roasted peanuts. You went Slim Jim, nacho cheese Doritos, Hostess cupcakes, uh, pretzel cheese combos, and lemon lime Gatorade. How do you feel about your team? I I agree that it is very, very close. I think it's pretty close. Probably could have afforded to swap out one of the savory slash salty items for another sweet thing. Mm. But, uh... I also really like combos and Slim Jims and Doritos. So, hey, I think I think if you you know what we were talking about last week, where if you got all these foods together and and like were forced forced to enjoy them at once, I don't mm-hmm. think either of us are walking out of there feeling particularly bad about ourselves. Nope. So I'm gonna say this: maybe we both won this week. It's a tie. Tie. I'll take a tie. I'll definitely take a tie. Tied for last. <laughs> After the beatings I took the last couple of weeks. I'll, uh... Got your ass. Oh, yeah. So, I'm taking the tie. Tie feels like a win. Tie feels like a win to me. It's fine. Um, now, to go into the listener questions along similar lines, we were asked, uh, where was it? Would you rather give up beer or soda for a month? Soda. Mm. 
I don't I've drink gone... beer, so yeah. I know you don't, and I really don't like soda either, like uh, uh, except in special occasions or whatever. So no, see, I like I like both of them. <laughs> well, okay, let but, me like rephrase. I don't I don't drink I don't drink like I don't drink sugared soda. Like I I do like I drink like Coke Zero. Like if I want a soda, I'm gonna get Coke Zero or right. whatever. That that's more that like if it was a thing of soda had you know was just as good or bad for you as iced tea or water or whatever i would drink soda all day every day you know yeah sure but no it's 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 all it's all chemicals like i i realized yeah. that like diet diet soda and whatever it's all awful for you but you know it doesn't have calories so who right. cares that's exactly but yeah i i think i think uh i i will say this i could uh, i could do both i think at this point in my life yeah i could uh i could definitely go a month without both but Given the choice, yeah, I, I would just nix. I would just nix soda, because you know I drink I drink coffee and other other things as well. But I, sure. I like I like beer a lot. Yeah, I'm really at this point just like an iced tea and seltzer and water drinker in like pretty much all of my life. I'm not very I, fun at all. No, I know. Like I, you know, I'm making it sound like I go out and buy cases of 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 soda, and I definitely don't. But I'd say probably. You know, I had a Coke Zero today. Yeah, know. I'll have them. You know, may, may, maybe once a week I'll have a I'll have a soda. But yeah, I'd say that that's probably what it evens out to. Yeah, so maybe I two. I could give up either one and not notice. It wouldn't be a huge deal, but no. I I would rather I would rather be able to drink beer than soda. Yeah, well, sure, fair enough. If you like beer, you like beer. That's fine. Um, you also, but I, I like, but see, like the. The reason I'm hedging my hedging my bets though is like, I just like I like alcohol in general. So sure. like, I'm a whiskey man myself. I like Not that I, I like the way I like the way beer tastes, and I like having beer with food and whatever. But if someone was like, you know, you can't have beer, I'd just be like, oh yeah, okay. If it's Saturday Sounds night, I'm, good. I'm yeah, yeah, it's not a big deal. If it's Saturday night, I'm I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna have you know, whatever. Yeah, get like a, just whatever a, a whiskey, whiskey and coke, or yep. a Manhattan or something. I am a whiskey enjoyer so that's pretty much the only thing i drink at this point and even then on rare occasions so two boring old man answers <laughs> i but again like just, this is not me saying like oh like i like i could go i would go a month without drinking because i like i would be kind of bummed if i to do that like like if they're like you can't consume an alcoholic beverage for a month i would be i'd be sad sure i wouldn't wouldn't matter like, to me at all so yeah. there you go uh. Um, you had a question submitted to you via text message, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pat Pickens from, from NHL.com texted me name drop. and said, well, I just, I like me and, me and Pat are friends. So I just wanted to, you know, give him credit. Shout out. Should he, we be giving our listeners credit for these questions? Because I don't think I, we've you ever don't, it. you don't, you're always an asshole. Cause you're the one who always reads them. It, it, I, I wish you would. Okay, well, that last one about beer or soda was from our friend Dave Lozo, who is very mean to me on like Facebook. So, a man. Internet, internet tough guy, Dave Lozo. <laughs> uh, we'll save we'll save one of these for later because this is starting to run long. But I, I liked I liked Pat's Pat's question about airplane attire. Mm-hmm. What is proper airplane attire, or does such a thing exist? And I know we both have thoughts about this, but okay. Well, 
you can start out. Okay. So for me, it does exist. And uh, like I, I recognize that in the broader world, it absolutely does not. And I totally get the whole like, well, I just want to be comfortable if I'm going to be sitting in one chair for four hours or whatever it is. Like that <laughs> makes sense to me. I get it. However, I am, I would say, nice, nice-ish pair of pants, button-up shirt, and uh, sneakers that you can take off easily enough. Hmm. Because I'm looking I, to not get hassled, and yeah, I feel like, like I, you know, I don't know, they always say like the nicer you dress at an airport, the less likely you are to be hassled. But like, well, I'm not going to wear a that's suit. But I, I get hassled at airports regardless. I, I'd say, I, you know, I fly maybe a little bit more than the average person. I'm not like a beat writer, and I'm not a writer who travels a lot or anything. Right. So I'm, I'm in airports like a decent amount. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm okay flying in a t-shirt for sure. And I I also wear shorts, and you don't wear shorts like ever. But like I'll wear That's like a true. decent. That's not I wear shorts. Not, not like jean cutoffs. Oh, then no, I don't wear shorts. Yeah. Like I, I wear, like, I, I wear cutoff jeans. No, I, I, I don't, I don't care at this point. Like I have like, I like, you know, a pair of shorts from the banana, from like banana Republic that I wear. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah. It's, if it's, if it's 95 degrees out, like I, I'm not going to wear jeans. I was definitely that way for a while though, where, where I was like, I'm never wearing shorts unless I'm like working out or something. Yeah. For me. Right. Yeah. That, that is, I guess when I do wear shorts, but for me, shorts fall into the same, like, uh, you know, shorts that you buy from a store as shorts fall into the same category as polo shirts, which is to me put just put a put a gun in my mouth and pull the trigger. If I'd rather do that, than I mean, I, I I'm not surprised to hear that that you feel that way. But you know, whatever. Like, I'm not. If I'm gonna go somewhere where it's hot as shit and I and I'm not gonna wear I'm not gonna wear jeans and I'm not gonna wear cutoffs or like you know whatever like nike basketball shorts right yeah sorry i'll i'll wear i'll wear a pair of like half decent gray shorts that i bought at target or whatever i don't i don't i don't care yeah good lord the idea is so odious to me i can't even i mean some some like some people have places to go where 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 cutoffs are not an option and it's also 100 degrees Those people have to reprioritize some things in their <laughs> lives, is, is what it sounds like to me. It's possible. Um, yeah, yeah I, I think the yeah, like you can't whatever. Don't wear flip flops. Don't. Oh no, absolutely don't, don't do don't, that. Don't roll up like you're like you're going to the pool. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but like I'm also like I'm also fine being pretty casual. Like I like I have no problems wearing baseball caps to the to, to the airport either. Sure. Yeah, and like I say, I get that point of view. I just do not subscribe to it. So, uh, final question here. Where'd it go? Where'd it go? From Jake, who I don't know who this person is, so I can't shout you out any more definitively than that, especially because your Twitter name is unpronounceable. Um, bro, Brogepi, maybe? I don't know. Oh, nice, yeah. Um, do you know this Joker? Uh, I, from my replies on Twitter, yeah, he's very funny. Okay, well, great. He has a good question. Would you rather go randomly forward in time or randomly backward? 
I mean, we talked about this last week, right? Where like my my big dream is to like roll up to you know the YMCA in 1910 and like sure, but you're go- but <laughs> and like start crossing to, people to over. Go randomly backward in time. Oh, I know. No, is... it would definitely it would definitely be forward. Really, that fascinates me. Why forward for you? What do you think of how shitty things were 50 years ago? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, armed with the knowledge and, and the and the mindsets that we have today, I I don't think I could go somewhere where I didn't have like access to the internet. Frankly, I, I yeah okay fair enough. However, my counter argument is this: I don't like I would rather go back in time and be the smartest person on earth. Because, like, I know how to... Yeah. Versus, like, if you gave the same choice to a caveman and he chose the future and a caveman showed up now... I'm not talking about, like, about like leaping 100,000 years into the future. Bro, this is what random means. I'd rather go, you know, 6,000 years in the past and just be like, what's up, Egypt? I know what the deal is here. Versus yeah, no, Mm-mm. I don't. I don't want to do that. I'd be dead. I'd. I'd die immediately. In, in, in what regard? Like I'm. I'm saying. I don't know. Like like you like you fall and and cut your leg and you and you die of gangrene. Like I don't. I don't want to do that. Well, sure. But mm, well, okay. So say you say you show up in the in the in the future, right? You're, you're, I don't want to go. I I don't want to go to an era where there's like not penicillin or like. Right, but you could be the guy that discovers penicillin. I I unequivocally could not discover penicillin. Sure, you could. Like I wouldn't know what to do with it. Like like if if you go back, you know, back to nineteen, you know, what like nineteen thirty, like like a little bit before penicillin was discovered. Like I'd be like, yeah, I'm old. Uh, there's some something here is important. Uh, you guys. You guys, like uh, scientists, like do something with us. I you'd have no you'd have no idea what, no idea what to do with it. I can't. I'm not that smart. I couldn't discover penicillin. Okay, let, let's put it this way: you have a week to prepare for the for this trip, and just read Wikipedia, bro. Figure out some shit like practical, or just let's put it this way: you go back in time and you're like, hey, you I just I just invented this thing. It's called the sandwich. And people if you like, go back, if you go back a hundred years, if you go back a hundred years, you're gonna have no prayer of of or two hundred years. I don't give a shit like how aware you are of the process that led to the, the discovery of penicillin. Like you, you could understand how to synthesize it, like whatever, but you, it's gonna be impossible for you to do it. You're not gonna have the tools that 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 you need. Mm, Even if you theoretically somehow taught yourself to 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 create it. Uh, yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying with respect to penicillin. Um, or, like, or like electricity, like, like you, we have a basic understanding of, of how electricity works, but, but if you get sent back 400 years, you're not going to have any, right, any yeah, I mean, need to invent it. Sure. I, I, I just think that like, again, you could go back in time and be like, well, I just invented the pen or whatever, like. Your fear, your fear is is that you jump forward in time and be the dumbest person on earth. Well, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a fear, right? Like that that would just be a reality. And and the the other the other concern incapable I have, of communicating with other human beings. The the well, the main concern I would have with you'd be a freak. 
that's exactly right. You would be a freak and like you would spend your like you they'd throw a net over you and like poke and prod you in a laboratory until you died basically. I think if you're that if you're that far ahead like it's possible that human beings evolved to the point where they would at least treat you Well the, the other concern is that you go far enough in the future that like climate disaster has befallen us like and I'm talking 50 years in the future that climate disaster has turned the world into Mad Max. Yeah. I'm I'm comfortable living in the era in which we live. How far back would you be comfortable going? Ooh, that's a great question. I'm going to say that, well, first of all, you have to take into account, like, you know, I have immune, like, I've immunized, like, society has immunized me against diseases that, like, don't exist, and I would kill everybody if I went back 200 years because I just have, like, some form of the super cold that these people have no concept of, right? Um, but let's say that that's not a factor. I would I would be comfortable going back to Renaissance times. Oh, that's... I was thinking, like, 1989. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I could pull off Renaissance times. Because again, I'm just going to be the smartest guy in the room at that point. You would get you would get killed. You would you would get shot in the street. By whom? I don't know. Anybody. Now the problem would be the I, language I, barrier. I, oh my god! This this is these questions are always so good. This is going to drive me crazy. The the barrier would be the language barrier, right? Like, I don't I, you know I don't speak let's say middle English or anything like that. So, and my like ability to read it has long since dissipated. You once, ha- uh, yeah, I guess, I guess we all sort of did in one way or another. Yeah. I mean like, you know, we had to read yeah a chapter of Beowulf or right. whatever. Right. 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 Um, and so like I could, mu- I muddled my way through that, but like I couldn't even fake it at this point. Um, so I don't know. I, oh, man, I would be, so scared and bored that I that, <laughs> but you'd be pretty scared and bored like a certain amount in both directions though. I don't know if you'd be bored. In it the, would in be the great future. to like to like tr- transport to the future and then be able to live forever. Oh, just like upload your brain to the cloud or whatever. Yeah, yeah, just like that. Just uh, like that Johnny Depp movie. Oh boy, exactly. that movie was. I'm going to say that. I didn't, that was one I of the worst it. movies I've ever seen see in my entire life. Yeah, I didn't see it. I got well, I got I, dragged I think, to it and it was quite bad. Yeah, I'm not I wa- there's no way. I I'm not even sure I'd watch that if it were on HBO. I no, sure should nor should, you. nor should you. You uh, paid for it. Did I pay for it? I don't remember. I don't think I don't feel like I did. Um but it it was a tough watch for sure. So don't see uh, that I, movie. But I think I really do think that man, I would, don't want to be uploaded to the cloud. Ugh. I, no, I would. Man, that's really tough. I would rather be thrown very far into the future than very far into the past. But I would. I would. I'd be okay with being. I'm equally fine with being thrown. Like, you know. 
Jeez, this is this is hard. I, I, I can't like, this. You go back to medieval times with a machine gun. I don't want to go back to medieval times. Dude. No, but what I'm saying is, if you like, if you were again, you don't have the ability to choose where you go. So like, if, if you're just like, okay, well, here's a machine gun. Enjoy it, and you you know you drop out, you drop out in. I guess what I'm saying is like like that. The span, like the span of the past that I that I that I actually want to visit, is very small. Sure. And 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 while, and while, like I don't necessarily want to. To me, like a hundred years back and a hundred years forward, there's not a huge amount of difference. But I, I, I'd be much more comfortable getting thrown into an undetermined date in the future than an undetermined date in the past. Because if you send me more than like a thousand years back or <laughs> 25 years back or whatever, I I'd be cooked and I'd, I'd, I'd probably kill myself mm. on purpose. Sure. Cause like you'd be, you'd, you'd ugh, yeah. I, the past is so intriguing to me though. Yeah. And in, in the future is real boring. I, I worry about the future. Yes, as you should. Very, very, very much. As we all should. And I just feel like we're going to be so fucked in the future that uh, that I, you know, I know what I'm getting myself into with the past in terms of. No, right, and that that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I there's no doubt in my mind that like not too far back, I would say before industrialization, I would have no shot. So I I would probably take my chances on on the future. As intriguing as it would be to live in like, you know, 1935 or something. I I I can't I can't You could be I the guy who risk. really started saying Hitler's bad. Yeah, I could we We could kill Hitler. Hey, mm-hmm. if you could build a time machine. No, I Yeah, I just can't I can't risk going back like a thousand years or 400 years or Sure. A million years. Yeah, I'm taking. I'm taking the future. I guess. I guess I was thinking more like in terms of human existence, but yeah, the the fact of like, well, you could get dropped into, you know, Earth when it was still like primordial ooze and just like volcanoes. I'm not even saying that. I'm I'm saying if 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 I got if you get thrown back, you know, ten thousand years you're going to die. You're going to, you're going to starve. You're, you're going to get eaten by, by animals. I invent like, the like wheel, he, baby. Dead. Hmm? I, I'll invent the wheel and become their leader. And then you'll die in short order because it's 10,000 years ago. Mm. Well, I'm, I'd also be a lot bigger than all those people. <laughs> Would you be? <laughs> people from 10,000 years ago uh, are like the size of eight year olds. You could you could wail on any of those idiots. Be like, oh it's look, not I the discovered that I'm fire. worried about necessarily. Like it's it's the animals and the illness and the elements. You you have no you have no real reason to worry about illness if you go back ten thousand years. You are so immunized to everything that like well, I guess like you could get smallpox. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Well, no, like you're, I mean, you're immunized against it, so maybe it doesn't matter. But uh, herd immunization. No, like, no, seriously. Like I, I mean, I'm not a sick. Like I, I'm not a sick, chronically sick person. Like I don't remember the last time I was on antibiotics or anything like that. But I like knowing that I can get antibiotics rather than just sit around and die. Mm-hmm. 
I don't want to die, Ryan. Okay, well, I wouldn't mind it so much, and let's say... Not the past, at least. Hmm. All right, fair enough. Well, I guess we've cracked this one. The past is better if you want to know stuff, and the future is better if you want to be alive more. No, but it would be it would be fascinating to, to go the... I mean, potentially fascinating and potentially horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the future is... They're both gambles in their own ways, but I'll, I'll take I'll take the future. Pass for me. So that'll do it for this week's episode. All right. And uh, that was more questions like that. Again, like existential ones. These are the yeah. ones we really, really like. Yeah, no, it's great. I really like I like answering these questions and then just laying awake and thinking <laughs> about them. And yes, because that's Quite. what's going to happen. So thank you, Zach. Or whatever your name was. I think it might have been Jake. Jake. It was It was Jake. Zach Jake, thank you. Thank Please, you, Please, everybody, have a swell week, and we'll see you again on the next episode, which should be next week, because we're not going on vacation this time. Good night. Bye.